welcome to one of the saddest podcasts FITV has ever done. Because today we say goodbye to Thomas. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a really weird feeling. Really weird feeling. Um, handed my notice in four months ago, as listeners may, may know, they've been listening to the podcast and off to, off to a new country. Um, and sort of when you hand your notice in, at that point it almost feels like a clock turns on. Even if you knew beforehand maybe you're going to go or maybe you're not, the clock doesn't turn on until you hand in that letter. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's a very weird feeling, like you're waiting for the end. And in the last 10 days or so, when the end has been like right there within my grasp, it's, uh, it's felt too soon. I'm like, I don't want to go yet. <laughs> so you were supposed to go this morning. Yes, I was. Bonus day. Bonus <laughs> but, day. Um, <laughs> as it is a Falklands tradition, the uh, flight's delayed, so you've got a 24-hour delay. Wouldn't be the same without it, would it? What time's your pick-up tomorrow morning? I'm getting picked up at quarter past four I'm in the morning. I'm so glad that I said, go and get the bus, <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> so Port of Phones has a lovely thing with every FITV employee because she cares for them so much. But she, she will take them to the airport every time on the end of their contract and have a heartfelt goodbye. Yeah. But uh, evidently, uh, she cares about me a lot less. So she's making <laughs> get me get a bus. A bus. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things going on tomorrow, which is yeah. um, the fire engine pull, actually, for the, the fire brigade pull the engine down. Uh, which I can't believe they do that. Because you've not seen one of those, have you? I, not I've not done it for a few years. No, I, uh, I was here. They did one just before I got here in 2017. In 2018, there was no fire engine pull, but the hockey club did a big old 4 by 4 pull, mm. and that was kids pulling a very large yes, vehicle. I remember that. Um, but they haven't done a, a, an actual 4 but Actually, um, a friend of mine, Aidan, is in our last video as a reserve, retained firefighter. Ah. Um, but a very good friend of the show, Lee Summers, is. Uh, it was his first one this weekend because he's just joined the retains. Ah, so. right, so he's doing it. Yeah, it'd be lovely yeah. to see him sweating. It is quite, it's quite a task, actually, because from the filming point of view because um, you've got to get ahead of the fire engine otherwise you're trapped mm. until you get to uh, Reservoir Road but anyway that's that's a thing for another time we'll talk about that I just can't believe they week. put an entire fire engine and it's a little bit uphill as well there's a bit of a there incline is a bit, yeah there is a bit of a hill but equally there's a bit of a downhill as well anyway so let's look hmm. at back at your time here how many times have you been on HMS Clyde let's just start there uh, on board HMS Clyde twice, uh, in terms of talking to their crew and filming it, I mean five, six, seven, eight times. Um, but the tour around the HMS Clyde was one of the very first pieces I did oh, was it? Uh, when I got here. Yeah, they did an open day and I did that presenter-led. And <coughs> in the last couple of weeks, it's been the very end of the HMS Clyde's tour in the Falklands. And we did a lovely farewell piece a couple of weeks ago on Falklands in Focus um, with a, a wonderful ceremony that was held at the Christchurch Cathedral. And that was a really nice sort of a full circle for me, being like the Clyde was one of my first pieces and it came all the way back around to... And she's leaving. She's yeah. leaving and I'm leaving. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a really nice moment. I mean, the, the crew on the Clyde have changed so many times. Yeah. Uh, so none of them obviously know me. But for me, like the ship, I still have, I still have that kind of rapport with the, with the ship. Yeah. Um, it's quite weird to say, but uh, almost got down to South Georgia on board her a couple oh, of times that as was, well. I was so gutted for you. So there was a, a moment where we did, we had an invitation to go on and then at the last minute it mm. was, it fell through, which was such a shame. Well, but anyway. a, there was a great little story behind that actually, that I stayed at Sea Lion Island, uh, which we'll probably come on to a little bit later. 
But uh, I met this wonderful couple out there and they were a military couple. They were a little bit older. And as tends to be with, uh, with anyone over the age of 35, 40, I sort of become an adopted child immediately. I think I've just got that air about me. <laughs> I think no matter how old I am, I'm just going to be an adopted child to every couple I ever meet. Um, but essentially, yeah, there was that. And I met them and they were really, really lovely. And they just started their tour back down here. He had been here during the Falklands War and he'd been stationed here in the 90s as well um, and I organised this whole HMS Clyde thing and as you say the day before I got bumped off of it. A couple of weeks later um, I go up to an MPA, MPC, Mount Pleasant open day to go and film film some stuff up there and I bump into this couple again at which point I meet the uh, I meet the, the husband which we're going to call for the for this Fred. podcast Fred absolutely uh, bumping into Fred and uh, he goes you never guess what just got back from South Georgia at the last minute one of the spaces opened up on the client and I was like, Are you kidding me <laughs> that was my spot Fred <laughs> but other than getting on board things like that you've uh I have to say, when you first joined us, I don't think we were doing that much on sport, and our sports coverage has really gone up yeah. since you were here. And you did some really nice graphics for the, the hockey. You've been away with the hockey club as well. Yeah, so sort of the inline hockey got me fascinated straight away. I mean, I'm Bambi on ice just standing on my feet, never mind trying to put skates on. So I only did that once to, uh, to the amusement of everyone else in the room. Um, but yeah, I went down there and it was growing so, so much. And, yeah. um, I think Triana had been away to Punta Arenas a couple of years beforehand with the, uh, with the hockey club and they were just doing an indoor league. And I thought it was a couple, it was during the winter and yeah. we didn't have much on for the news. So I just started going down for two hours on a Thursday night and filmed two matches, uh, with one camera and yeah, sort of got to know the club really well that way. And as yeah. you say, yeah, the year after I went away to... Punto Arenas with them again to uh, to film their victory at the mega Patagonian tournament. It was a good one. Yeah. Good one. But you've been on the fo- football football team as well. Well, I've now officially played for an international football team and an international rugby team. Okay. Which, if anyone has ever met me, I mean. <laughs> I'm, I love sport, but um, the, my prowess is, is, is I, I'm not worried, the most athletic yeah. human being in the world. So, yeah, to say that I've played for an international football team and now I've played for um, an international rugby team as well, um, my, my grandpa would be proud. Do, they get, do you get to keep the kit? No. Uh, I do not get to that's keep the kit. But However, replicas of the Falkland Islands international football shirt, the new one that's just been released, are available to purchase. So if anyone's out there and is interested in sport and replicas of shirts, there's a brand new shirt coming out. I have to say, Paul, it's really, really nice. Down at the bottom on the back, you've almost got a a silhouette of the Lady Liz's masts. Lady Elizabeth, please. The Lady Elizabeth's masts. uh, At the top, embroidered, you have a warra. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's very, it's very Falkland Islands and it's a really nice red and blue, red and white kit. Yeah, so I will be purchasing one of those as well as a hockey shirt, hockey jersey to take with me to any hockey games I go to in my new country. Good stuff. Well, there'd be a lot, won't they? Because you're going to Canada. Yes, indeed. Um, now, I remember one of the first things that we did, I think it was, you did a piece to camera. It was the Queen's Baton Relay. Now, the Commonwealth Queen's Baton is... <laughs> It's made, isn't it, for each Commonwealth Games and mm. then prior to the Games it goes around to all the Commonwealth countries and it came to the Falklands. The plan was that it was going to be choppered into Stanley. So we had Chris and uh, Michelle on the helicopter. They were going to accompany it into Stanley. Mm-hmm. Then it, was it going to land on the Clyde? It was indeed. And were you supposed to be meeting it on the Clyde? 
Uh, no, I was going to meet it at the public jetty, but film it landing on the Clyde. On the Clyde. And then I seem to remember about mid-morning, the fog descended and um, it just never lifted. No, never so, happened. So um, I think they had a bit of clear um, time at MPA because they did go up and then down again. Yeah, they went up and around to say it went up in the yeah. helicopter, yeah. Um, but Clyde, obviously, she didn't get through the narrows, didn't come in. No. Um, and you're there at the jetty centre <laughs> with almost complete fogginess behind you, doing a piece to camera <laughs> um, about it. And that, but you did you did get to see it in the end. Yeah, I saw it in the end with with you actually in the in the leisure centre hall, and you took a very very nice photograph of me holding it, one that I still hold to this day as one of my favourite photos from my time down here. Um, but it was it was very funny on that piece, exactly as you said. Uh, we'd split up into two pods and they'd gone that way and there was just the three of us so I was sort of self-filming down in Stanley and we had decided how we were doing it and we were filming it. Sorry, there were it. four of us. Everyone forgets me. I, was, no, down, were... I was down at the leisure centre. Oh, were you here yeah. at the time? I was at the leisure centre. Oh, you were okay. at the jetty centre with oh, no, Dan. Oh, of course, because you took the photo. Yeah. Oh, and Dan had come with me. Yeah, Dan was filming I think, you. Because yeah, I thought I was down on my own at the no. jetty centre. No, okay. you're not allowed that. <laughs> one gust of wind and that camera's going to go over. So, yeah, we were down there and we decided we were going to film it as live. So it was sort of going to be them up at Mount Pleasant and they, they, they were going to hence say, oh, we're going to hand over to Tom now. And I was going to go, and as you can see behind me, they are landing. And <laughs> that, was, that was how we were going to do it. And as the fog descended, we were just like, oh my God, what do we do? And yeah. we kind of break the format because that's how we'd filmed the, the, the build up to it. That's, that's how we were doing it. So I had to do this piece to camera in the mist, just going, so uh, we're going to head to Tom now. And it comes to me and I'm like, so they were supposed to land here. However, it's really foggy and they're not going to make it through. Yeah. So they're going to fly it because Chris had rang me and we're going to fly around, then land. And it's going to be four by four all the way into Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> so my piece to camera changed from being, as you can see behind me, they are landing on board the Clyde to uh, <laughs> me, just going, me just going, uh, so they were supposed to do this, but they're actually on their way now. They, they weren't, but uh, it's yeah. the, the magic of television. No, it was, I remember because I was at the leisure centre waiting for ages um, mm. for it to come in. Did you get to the Commonwealth Games that year? Uh, what was that? Was that that the was the Gold Coast one. No, 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 Steve went to that one um, <coughs> and took some shots for mm. us. Um, we don't tend to do a lot of the Commonwealth. We did the Commonwealth Games when it was in... Glasgow simply because um, a local company funded us to send uh, two people over to that mm-hmm. um, because obviously we can't if we haven't got the funds we can't do it it's too no, expensive because it's not a one person job you know it's a it's a two people at least um, so you wait you we obviously we've talked about you being in Chile um, but a few weeks ago you globe trotting again. Globe trotting again, exploring. Well, that's the kind of company that FITV is sending our people all over the world. But. Well, to be fair, international. Well, you got to when you're the uh, the local national television station. So, uh, but yeah, went over to Brazil for the uh, commencement of the second Airlink. So flew back down on the you first. You been to flight. Brazil before? I had never been to Brazil before. No. Okay. It was uh, it was warm. It wasn't as hot as I was expecting it to be. But it is coming into their summer. But we were at the very end of their dry season, actually. So the unfortunate thing, by the looks of it, with Brazil, in the height of their summer, which is um, Northern Hemisphere's winter, yeah. is a wet season for three months. And it's very oh, monsoony. Uh, rainforests 
sort of speak for themselves, don't they? Oh, yeah. um, which you yeah. don't really think of until no. you're there. But Sao Paulo, what a city. You had no idea how big it was. I didn't realise it was it's the biggest city. It's the biggest city in the world or something. One of the, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And it's got one of the largest economies. It's the 10th richest city in the world. I mean, I won't give away too many of the facts. There's a couple on uh, a piece we've already done and it's on our YouTube channel. So head over and watch that. Or catch Falklands in Focus this week where Hannah has done a great piece whilst we were out there on um, the tourism side and how... Yeah how local tourists... Um, Week number 457. 457, four, yes. 457. Yeah, how local tourist leaders went over there to try and uh, encourage a new market because there are so many people in Brazil and a lot of Brazil is very similar to China in terms of its tourism is very uh, within its own country. Uh-huh. But Brazilians don't really tend to go far out because the country is so big, there's so much for them to see, so it's easy to travel in. Yeah. But hopefully with a cheap flight from the biggest city in South America um, coming down to the Falkland Islands, that can increase... And we were talking to one of the landowners who said, uh, even if only one person in the next 12 months comes down to the Falklands through that flight, then then it's a win for them on the tourism side yeah. of things. Yeah, good, good stuff. So let's, let's keep with the travelling uh, <laughs> thing, because it doesn't happen very... You might think that FITV do spend a lot of the times travelling, but we don't, because it costs us a fortune. But um, last year, you were one of the ones that was sent to... to to take some shots of a, of the um, local islands, weren't you? Yes, indeed. So which yeah. ones did you go to? Uh, I personally went to Carcass and West Point and um, Sea Lion Island. Uh, <laughs> bless you. <That's> me. <laughs> um, yeah, which ones have you been to, Paula? Um, I've been to... The first one I did was Sea Lion, and then I did uh, Saunders and Bleaker and Weddell. I didn't do carcass. I'm not a very good flyer, to be honest, mm. on the Figas. Um, in fact, I got on one. I got on one time, and I was sitting in the front, and um, I was sort of looking in the side pocket. And Derek said, "What are you doing?" I went, "I'm looking for a sick bag." And he went, "Do you think that's going to happen?" And I went, "Well, it might do, you know, because I've only taken one of my travel pills rather than both of them because I didn't want to be zonko." Um, yeah, I don't travel very well, so it tends to be, which is lucky for you, because that's why you were sent. It was very fortunate indeed, yeah. My um, trip to Sea Lion actually was my first experience on board the Figa, uh, Figas Air, Yeah, it was aircraft. mine too, yeah. And um, I made the fatal mistake of taking a flask of tea. No! The fatal error <laughs> of a flask of tea in a tiny little dual-propellant plane, which you're not allowed off until your destination... Oh, I've never needed a wee so much in my oh, life. <laughs> and I'm sat at the back of this plane and it's like I'd always been told see it from Stanley to Sea Lion Islands a forty minute flight and we were twenty minutes up and I was like, Oh my god, I need a wee And I said, like, That's okay, twenty minutes and we're there and he was like, Oh, so we're stopping off at Bleaker first. Oh, oh dear no. god, okay. Okay. <laughs> How long till Bleaker? 15 minutes till Bleaker. Okay, okay, 15 minutes till Bleaker. I can handle that. How long from Bleaker to Sea Lion? Oh, it's only about a 10 minute flight. Okay, fine, I can handle this. And we're sat there on Bleaker and I need a wee, but it's all right. I'm, I'm okay. And then we get up and he's like, next stop, Mount Pleasant. So we flew from Stanley oh, no. pretty much due south to Bleaker. And then we went northwest to Mount Pleasant, which was a 25-minute flight. Oh, and we waited at Mount Pleasant for ages. And this is the couple. You know, I said my adopted mum and dad, yeah. they were getting on that flight. 
Um, and we waited about 10, 15 minutes for them because they were late. Uh, <laughs> and I was sat there going, I really, really need a wee. I really, really need a wee. I think... I was like, can I get off at the airbase? They're like, you could have gotten off at Bleecker, but you yeah, can't get off I here. Say, I... And I was like, oh, crap, now I really need a wee. And then we finally got up to head to Sea Lion. It was like, 30 minutes to Sea Lion. I was like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> like, digging my nails so hard into my hands, like, biting my hands. I got off that plane. And uh, Mickey is the guy who runs the uh, the yeah. um, lodge out at Sea Lion. And he said, like, hi, Tom. I was like, hi, Mickey. Bye, Mickey. And just ran past him, <laughs> ran into the lodge. And the guy was like, you must take your shoes off. I was like, I'm going to wet myself. <laughs> I do not have time to undo me. And I was like, that time I've had this conversation, I probably could have taken my shoes off. And he still made me take my shoes off. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so painful. Oh, uh, that God. was my first fly gas experience. That yeah. sucked. <laughs> I didn't, safe to say that all my, all my other flights... There was a toilet stop before well, the flight. No, I I mean, had, no liquids consumed. I had to have a wee behind the um, shed. No. Yeah, in Weddell. Um, was that on one of the stops? Or? No, when I was coming back, because we were waiting for the flight, and the flight took so long to get to Weddell. Uh, and I, I said to the guys at Weddell, I'm, so, I'm really sorry, I'm desperate for a wee. What can I do? And they went, you just go behind the shed. <laughs> That's what I had to do. <laughs> Which is all fine until you realise the wind's coming from the wrong direction. <laughs> Slightly different for a lady. Yeah, so along with all the um, islands, obviously it's not all sort of landscapes and stuff. You obviously got to know some wildlife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... You know your difference now between your leopard seals, your fur seals and your elephant seals. Unlike... Uh... A certain wonderful, iconic British man um, who on his new television show on one of the television stations in the UK. Yeah, David. Yeah. (laughs) Who do you think you are? You'd have have thought 60 years in the industry might teach you a thing or two. Just heartbreaking to see that mistake. Mm. But um, again, we were having the conversation about it. He called an, an elephant seal a leopard seal. And... Not once would I have, I wouldn't know, it was the other way around, sorry, called a leopard seal, an elephant seal. Um, But I would not, two years ago, three years ago, I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't even have picked up on that. Mm. But it was subconscious, I was watching it, he said it, and the back of my head went wrong. (laughs) And it was a weird thing, actually, looking at these wildlife shows, which I've always, I've always watched growing up. But the names never sort of like imprinted in my mind in the way they have since coming down here and seeing them yeah. face to face. Because obviously you know if there's, it comes out that there's a leopard seal on the beach, you don't go anywhere near it. Yeah, you it. don't go anywhere near <laughs> it. Um, but it was, a, yeah, it was it's quite an interesting thing. It's, there was almost an element of total and utter ignorance of the fact that I knew that there were loads of penguins that looked differently. But I never even thought of the fact that they had different names. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I know that there are king penguins and emperor penguins and all this, and I know they're different. But getting down here and going, we've got five species. We have the rockhopper and the Magellanic and the Gentoo. And I was like, oh, that's what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> and it's quite interesting now. I know, I know there are 13, 14 different kinds of penguin species across the world. But I've no idea. Um, and yeah, I can probably name most of them now. More than half. We had a chin strap turn up at. Um... Uh, York Bay once. Did we? Yeah. Oh, that must have been quite. That's cool. quite north for them, apparently. Yeah, wandering a little bit. Same yeah. as like the is it the Adelies? Adelies, yeah. Adelies, yeah. yeah. Yeah, quite feisty little penguins they are. There's a great video on YouTube actually of uh, loads of emperor penguin chicks being um, essentially stalked by this uh, giant petrel that we have down here, which I say they look like um, undead albatross. They're like a Tim Burton version of an albatross. Aren't they? Yeah, um, no, I'm totally with you on that. Like skull-looking faces. 
Uh, but anyway, you've got these emperor penguin chicks, which are quite large still, but so scared of this bird. And you get an Adelaide who's like half the size of the penguin chicks who comes up and squares up to this petrel and scares yeah. it away. And you're like, you're a feisty little one. Yeah. <laughs> the southern giant petrel, actually, um, I was driving home from work last night and there was all these southern giant petrels all in the harbour, mm. all sort of floating on the water, looking like they, oh, well, I don't know, would they sleep on the water? Because going to work this morning, they were still in the same place. <laughs> just chilling. Doing, just chilling and just, you know, bobbling up and down. Yeah. Um, so you went swimming this week, because I said to you, the swimming pool's closed, by the way, which we'll find out about on week four, five, seven, FITV mm-hmm. this week. Um, Controversy. So you, you came and you went, I'm going swimming, won't you? You won't be swimming at the, t- at the uh, swimming pool tonight. So um, what did you do in the end? Uh, we went off the north coast of Cape Pembroke by the lighthouse. We put on our wetsuits and I went snorkelling. Um, and a couple of friends went kayaking as well. We bought an inflatable kayak, believe it. Uh, so two of them were on an inflatable kayak and two of us went snorkelling, right. uh, which was very cool. We met a baby elephant seal that, um, that very sad actually, he looked like he was a little bit too small for his age. And I say him, hers, not sure of mm. gender. Um, but yeah, very, very, very sad actually, because we think probably won't, won't make it through. Um, but it had one of the tags, so we're assuming it came from the colony on Sea Lion Island. So we took a photo of the tag number and sent it to the elephant seal research group out there so that they can at least monitor where, where the seal has ended up. But in the water we were with, um, there were some sea lions, there was a pod of dolphins and like sea lions on the beach can be relatively intimidating, but in the water they're just big puppies. They want to have a play. They were. They want to. They want. They're really inquisitive. They're not vicious at all. Mm. Uh, it's on. It's on the land where the where the bulls set out their territory, and it's you entering their territory. But I think they feel so much more comfortable in the water because they're quicker, they're faster, they're more manoeuvrable, they they're more at ease. So therefore, they're a little bit more inquisitive and playful. And uh, FITV, yeah. can I just say, listener, does not <laughs> uh, advise you to be going into the water and going, oh, look at these little puppies. Um, because they <laughs> give you a very nasty we, nip. We didn't swim up to them. They um they swim up to us, and at that point you can't you can't try and splash away because otherwise they'll think you're playing and they'll they'll start roughhousing. So you kind of just sort of have to float around them. Like you can't start moving aggressively because they'll think that's roughhousing and playing. A, a, a bit like essentially with a puppy with a dog. Yeah. Uh, you have to kind of just stay very still and move in like very like slow mo like slow motions. Um, but it was a yeah very cool very wow. cool experience. Yes, that's not sad. something I thought I thought I'd get actually down here. I've swum with dolphins by the Lady Elizabeth um, beforehand, but uh, yeah, last last night and the night before was very very cool. Yeah, so you've done a lot of political stories, done a lot of you know local stories and things like that, but you've also appeared on the stage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you do try and drag us all up there. Now don't listen, you? that was nothing to do with me because I think you came to a rehearsal or something, and I said. And we were singing, this is how it started, we were singing something, and I said, we need a Zeus. And you went, I'll do it. <laughs> and I went, yeah, but you're going to have to wear a toga. And you went, that's fine. I went, it might be very short toga. And you went, that's fine. <laughs> so that's you appearing. <laughs> <laughs> At which point then I ended up as one of Dolly Lachey's waiters. Yes, because I had on her extra first ever, uh, first ever experience. Yes. Which was cool. Um, These are all bits on the um, FITV um, this week, week number four, five. Oh God, yeah, do they, all, they all appear, don't they? Uh, but yeah, very cool. And then ended up uh, dressing up as Elsa. You know, we can't resist putting a dress on here at FITV, as you saw. Kyle's one of Kyle's first ever photographs with FITV was him in a 
in a dress with a handbag and an umbrella now, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, that was his own fault. Um, because, <laughs> it, well, actually, no, that was Hannah's fault. She said, I'd bet, I wonder if you could wear this, Kyle. And Kyle went, yeah, okay. So that's how that started. That was nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think everything I'm drowning is partially to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you were in an Elsa dress as well, because we read the news that way. Oh, yeah. yes, I think I looked fabulous. Was that the, the last one you were in? You only uh, yeah, I only did the one. Yeah. I only did the one, because I didn't mind that one, because mm-hmm. I could sort of play a, a back part, which was just a little bit of singing, um, and not singing on my own. I was singing with a group of people, so my voice is relatively hidden. Which yeah. That worked well for me, whereas all the others were a little bit more acty and learn your lines, which was just slightly out, slightly more out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And I got aided by the fact that within 12 months after that, um, Katie arrived in the islands, and she was so keen to do all of it. Oh, that was I was like, ah, that yeah. means there's... Uh, Someone's doing it. So how long have you been here then in total, do you think? Two years and eight months. Two years years and eight months. months. And I think, I can't, I was trying to think how long Liz had been with us. So I think um, Liz started at the beginning of 2011. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm pretty certain she'd gone by 2014 because that's when Glenn and uh, Paul and... Were they the first lot of people? No, the first the first person we ever had was Sherry, mm-hmm. and then we had uh, Josh, Hannah, and Caroline, and they came in two thousand and thirteen, mm-hmm. and they were with us a year, um, and then Liz left. I think just before they left. So I'm I'm running so up against Liz be, for yeah, second longest be, standing FITV. Yeah, I think you might be the second longest. FITV employee. Ironic, because I've also really gone sad. and worked with Liz at the radio station yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was really sad. I was really sad um, yesterday when we read the news for the last time together. Yeah, it was a nice way to Mm. sort of end it though, because I think my first news program I ever did, I I did it with you. So first and last, there we go. Looped looped back around. Uh, If anyone's looking at the Instagram posts or that might be on Facebook as well, um, Hannah is wearing an elf costume for a reason. It's not just (laughs) you know normal attire for the office there was a reason behind we're getting that. a little too Christmassy before December <laughs> yeah well our new guy who's coming next week and I can now reveal his name is Oliver um he's coming next week and he's going to land on the Thursday afternoon mm-hmm. and he's got to go on his first day at work on Friday after we've done the podcast is going to be rehearsing for that evening for the Christmas Challenge concert, because you're not going to be here. Um, so <laughs> a he's tactical got, avoidance there. So he's got to get into costume and learn a routine and get on stage in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of your favourite bits. Come on, Paula. You, you have to admit, torturing your employees is one of your favourite bits. No, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, so that's all coming up next week. It's really sad because we... Um, we try each time to be able to do a, a, a handover, mm, yeah. and that never, never ever comes to anything. So unsuccessfully it was a shame. every time, yeah, unfortunately, it is such a shame. But so when are you off to Canada? So you go back to Bryce. So I'm back off on the flight tomorrow morning. Yeah. I'll land in Bryce very early in the morning on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and then I'm off to Wales to see some family for a few days. Then Wednesday I travel down to London and I go on holiday for four or five days with some friends from university yeah uh, it's the first time in four years since we graduated that we've all been on the same continent oh, wow. never mind the same country so yeah. we're all heading off to we're going to Budapest for a few days which is going to be nice and cold hungry in December whoever made that yes. decision uh, <laughs> that was mine well you'll be right going from here you'll be fine <laughs> exactly that yeah. similar climates yeah. um and then on the 12th of December I fly off to start a new life in Canada 
the promised land. Yeah. <laughs> so much still to organise. Never mind before that, I've got so much to organise before my flight tomorrow. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you've got the rest of this afternoon, you've got to edit this for me. And then That's a nice little way of Porter saying I'm doing it. <laughs> edit this, and then you can... Am uh, I technically not employed anymore, because my flight was supposed to be this morning? No, you're still employed with us. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's have, just have a look how long we've been yakkering for. Yes. Um, okay, okay, I'm going to throw the question at you. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna reply to that question in terms of my sense. Whilst you think of your answer, okay. What has been, in your opinion, just one of the whether it's work or socially, what has been one of your highlights of having me, wonderful old Tom, at FITV over the last uh, three years? And uh, for me, one of my highlights um, most definitely was I'm an avid football fan. And being able to have the opportunity to film the Falkland Islands football game against a representative 11 sent down by the Football Association in England. It's as close as I've ever come to filming an actual professional football match. And the manager for that was um, the England C team manager and former Liverpool youth player Paul Faircloth. And chatting to him as well as the representatives from the FA who came down and just meeting them and sort of being involved in in that style I mean they came down with official England trackies on and like training kits filming one of their sessions seeing how it's done yeah. it was for me it was it was very much fangirling moment it was mm. it was a great great moment it has to be up there with um, one of my favorite moments in the Falklands yeah um I think reading the news with you because I edit the program and when you're reading the news you bring such a joy to it it's really interesting to edit you you do the radio three tut i've noticed um, <laughs> i got that from chris yeah um so you do the radio three tut uh, so it's really great to edit you because i know when to click it um but yeah and your outtakes are just because it's just jolly good fun when you read the news and so your outtakes are fabulous um you'll see some outtakes on week four five seven uh of thomas in the middle and at the end actually because there's just far too many of them um, I have cut them down a bit. The rest will be shown at Christmas. Um, but And you straighten your tie. Oh, my dig! How long? How many times do you straighten your blinking tie in a, in a session? Well, it's when I realised that tie clips are supposed to not just tie the two pieces of tie together, but clip your tie to your shirt. <laughs> All of a sudden, the straightening of the tie reduced quite a lot. <laughs> but until then, it was always, look down, no, that's wonky. Yeah. I did one show where the tie was really wonky and I hated it. So I got so yeah. obsessed with my tie being straight. That's what it was. Um, but I also sort of hold myself in a bit of a leaning position. So the tie... You do a Dan Walker. Yes. I, yeah, I do love Dan Walker. But you've got quite a, a long body as well. Which so is which is an issue, because um, if I sit up straight, I just look extremely lanky and, and, unco- and, and uncomfortable. <laughs> and go off the frame at the top. Uh, yeah. It's a bit like when you watch BBC Breakfast and Dan and Nagger are together, yeah. and Dan is just so much taller. It's like, this is a much wider shot than they normally use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, anyway, that brings us to the end. We're going to ha- go ho- go back to the- go home. Go back to the office and uh, edit this all and stick it up on uh, YouTube and um, SoundCloud so you'll be able to listen to this. Um, Well, of course, you've listened to it already, so you know exactly where it is. (laughs) Uh, Well, join us next week. We should have um, Oliver with us unless he's delayed 24 hours, of course. Which is a ritual. Which happens. Uh, Kyle is due back this afternoon, actually. Yes, indeed. So Kyle will be back with us on next week's podcast and we'll see you then for the last time. Well, for the last time, this has been uh, Thomas Stockton for Meanwhile in the Falklands and uh, FITV.